This is Church Information and Open Forum. I'm Marianne Barnett, your host. We each and every Saturday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. All righty, got a lot of things going on, a lot of things to talk about. And I hope a lot of you have awakened <laughs> this morning already. Yeah, things are gonna, gonna be exciting. Next, this, next Saturday, Juneteenth. Next Saturday, next Saturday, Juneteenth, the 19th of June, uh, the holiday that freed the slaves, that really not only just freed the slaves in Texas, but made Texas a law that made America a law, that there was no slavery by law in Texas. General Gordon Granger and oh, about 3,000 soldiers uh, landed in Galveston and uh, gave the proclamation that the slaves were free. Now, this was Ju- 19th of June, 1965. The slaves had been free since January 1st. I mean, I, did I say 1965? I mean, 1865. And the slaves had been freed ever since. Uh, January 1st, 1863, when the proclamation, you know, declaration of proclamation had freed the slaves. Uh, now, when uh, we realized that it was uh, over, it was really two years, two and a half years late when we found out in Texas. But that still meant freedom for legal freedom in America legal slavery in America was no longer going on. It's, this is something this is something I'm getting tired to on this morning. This is one of those things that uh, we look at. We celebrated it. Then we have we got a few rights passed in the 60s. 64 Civil Rights Bill. Then 65 voting rights, 68 open housing, uh, a few things that was on the books. But we began to want to put away June 19th. Said we don't need to celebrate that day. Some people even said we, we, we should be cursing that day, not celebrating it. But it did mean the end of slavery in America. It did. Now, we have got to do things and more than have a good time. We're going to have a good time. They're going to march from old down in Bonton, I think around uh, uh, the park there. Uh, they're going to march from there to the Cotton Bowl. I think the Elight News is putting this on. If, um, if I heard it right, Elight News. And... Um, William Blair Park to the Convo next Saturday and having a good time. But this should also be a day of reflection. It's all right to have what we always used to drink back in the days when I was a kid was we'd have our watermelon, we have our red soda pop, we have our barbecue, Oh, we children had a good time, but 
the old people used to teach us. They taught me many things about slavery, what we had gone through. My great-grandmother was born a slave. And in slavery, she was about, I think, seven, eight years old when slavery had ended. But she used to get me and teach me and tell me a, a, a lot of things. I didn't realize how phenomenally good this was because uh, we called her grandma. But I didn't realize what a great thing she was giving me, information that I can remember until this day. So it, it had an effect on me. It had a great effect on me. And when we uh, look at this, some say we should not celebrate. I think that's ridiculous. But I do think we need to add more to it of reflecting the true history of America. For some strange reason, we got politicians, others who don't want true history taught in America. Why? Why they don't want the truth told? That's one of our big problems now. We have not heard how true history was in America, how mean, how hateful. They don't, they, they don't want that hurt. They don't want that hurt. They don't want to hurt. The thing hurt how we were kidnapped and brought out of Africa across the Atlantic Ocean into first South America, next Central America, last North America. Texas, we are, Texas was a slave state, but it was all slave state for a very short time, from about 1830 to 1845. Well, it, that's when it became a state out of the states in the United States in 1845. But 1865, 45 to 65 is only, what, 20 years? So we have to understand Slavery was very, very vicious and severe in Texas because it is proven the longer families would hold slaves, the longer they held the slaves, many scholars, historians believe that they were treated better. They were treated harsh and severe when they first got there and was treated harsh and severe, so they wanted to try to break them in, break them in to make sure they obeyed everything that the master said. But Texas didn't have a lot of time to break in slaves, so the, the slavery in Texas was very, very vicious. It wasn't long, but it was very, very vicious. And you realize that now, Look at what they're doing. We are we go all over the world, patrolling the world, talking about we want the democracies in the world, and everybody should have a right to pick their leaders and pick their what type of government they want in a nation. But look at what they're doing. In Texas, they don't even want you to vote. They don't want you to vote. This is worse than Jim Crow laws back when we had poll taxes and 
literacy test. I'm not telling you something I read out of a book, this. I can remember this. This has not been that long ago. I can remember it. Remember signs. Pay your poll tax before a certain day or else you can't vote. And all of these things. And the last poll tax we had, I can remember, was $1.75. And um, y'all laugh at that now. That's not, that won't even hardly get you a Coke now. But still, it was a tax. But go back to the early 60s, 61 on back. Believe me, brothers and sisters, that was a lot of money. That was a lot of money because you didn't make much money then. You didn't make much. Families were larger then. The birth control had, did not come in to vogue until 1960, so most black women weren't using the uh, birth control pill at that particular time. It had not caught on. And we, they had a, most of our families were very large. And to take a dollar seventy-five, that ooh, you could make a, a great meal with that. You'd make a great meal. And I remember it like it was yesterday. But that was to keep us from voting. That's all. They do everything. They go around the world talking about our democratic government and and uh, you know one vote, one person. Even though he might have a million, the other one may not have 50 cents, they both still just get one vote. And that's the way a democracy is supposed to work. But it hasn't worked this way. It's working now that they're trying to steal the right. And I can tell you, yeah, this is a party thing. This is a political party thing. The Republicans are trying to steal Again, steal our right to vote. Isn't that something? So many of us have died protecting this country, fighting for this country, and fighting for democracy other places when we don't even have, we don't have it here in America in 2021. Who'd ever dream? that we would be this ignorant, backwards, and racist by 2021, still in 2021, we would have a governor. Now, we've laughed at governors all across the nation. We laughed at George, George Wallace, Bilbo, H. Ross Burnett, all these, these tyrannical governors. We laughed at them said how racist they are. But I tell you what, what we have now is no different from them. He's no different. <clears throat> he doesn't want you to vote. And he have other officials, right there, ranking officials in the state of Texas, right here, all of them. These top officials in the state of Texas want to steal your right to vote. It's sad. This is a sad situation. We're going to have to take it easy. 
and reflect on it and then bear down because we're going to have to get every person we can to the polls. Please, people, don't do this the way we did some of the, that 65 Voting Rights Act. We hollered and screamed for votes for a few years after 65. We voted in huge numbers. Then, uh, then uh, something we always become apathetic for some strange reason so easily. And we stopped voting. It's sad. You can have uh, local races for school board, city council, uh, county commissioners, local uh, elections, and you may not even have a 1,000 people to go out and vote. That's sad. I know it's by districts and different things, and they're divided, but still, we complain. But when you ask, uh, did you go to the boat? Oh, no, I didn't go. Well, what you complaining about? That's your right as an American. That's your voice as an American. That's your opportunity as an American to go and vote. This is what say you are American. This is saying that I'm standing up just like every other American. I may not have a, a million dollars. Or a billion. Nah, certainly not. But I still have a right to give my thoughts about the directives of this country. And when you don't do that, don't complain. Some people love to complain until you ask them to vote. Why? What are you complaining about to take a few seconds to go in there and punch a button or scratch a pad or whatever to vote. And it's so serious. People are serious. And let me tell you something. Some of you young people, y'all don't know what's going on in this country. Because some, I didn't say all of you don't, but some of you uh, is so vocal, but yet so ignorant. You don't realize from whence we came in a very short period of time. I can only blame my generation for not teaching you the things, the battles we had to go through just to be treated like a human being. We were treated worse than animals. We were treated worse than dogs. I remember when black women used to have the best job most could get if she was not a school teacher or maybe a a nurse. The only job she could get was in cleaning a white woman's house. And when the white woman would pick her up at at her house and take her to work and bring her home, when she'd bring the black woman home from her cleaning her house, She'd have the dog in the front seat and put the black woman in the back seat. It's, I remember things like this, how terrible things were. And people, let us not take this Juneteenth holiday for granted. 
It was a step in the right direction. It was a step in the direction where I remember many black men lost their lives in the Civil War here in America, fighting, fighting for our freedom. We have got to make sure that we validate what they were doing and they validating what we're doing. It's a sad situation, sad situation, sad. Here in America, why we won't vote. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. And I want to hear what reasons. We got things happening right now. We, we are being killed in mass numbers, mass numbers, by those who are supposed to protect and serve us, the police, law officials. They're killing us. We got things that are going on in America that lets me know some things have changed, but there's still a lot of work to do. Now, who did a lot of the work? Back in the day, young people. We got out. We got out there and did footwork. We took leadership. Some back to back, talking about you, you won't get out of the way. Yeah, we, we didn't get out of the way. If, we, if somebody was in my way, I, I, I just walk over a room. We got, we need to get this done. And we didn't disrespect our elders, no. But at the same time, if our elders was wrong, we'd let them know. If they weren't, well, we followed the pattern of their wisdom. And when we see how what America has done to us to cause reap all this havoc, black people should sue America in a massive lawsuit. Over what? Over the lack of education. When America failed to put true history in our history books and taught us some lies by George Washington, never told a lie, didn't chop the cherry tree down and all this, and gave us, an, uh, uh, it's not a second class, it's probably a 10th class education. And we grew on up, and this great miseducation America has given us has affected our thinking. It's affecting our thinking right now. It's affecting how we think. It, what we pull up in our minds, it's affecting it because we were miseducated. If those who got any education at all. America owes us. You're not making the wealth or building the wealth because you were miseducated. And they sit back and laugh about it right now. They'll talk about it right now. Your schools are not good as that. Well, who were controlling the school? Who controlled the schools? 
It was controlled by the federal government, the state government, and the city district governments controlled the schools in America. Government controlled the schools. That miseducated us. They owe us something great. They owe us because we need to get our children to back on a solid foundation, get them on one to be educated. Even the blacks who went to college, went to, uh, got masters and doctorates, got miseducated in many ways. Many times, uh, the people that gave us the worst information on how to make it in life were so miseducated that they did not know what to tell us. They didn't know. I've asked, I talked to many school teachers and asked them, and they didn't have a clue. But those were the ones who were educating our children because they were grossly miseducated. They couldn't teach us things they should have been, we should have been learning. This is a terrible situation. Things we have to do, things we have to say. We're up against a short break and keep going. And uh, we have to know. If you don't know American law, American rules, American regulations, you're not going to do nearly as well in this country as we should. We're not going to do well. When uh, it's just this, oh, I've done good. I made money. Yeah, but you didn't make nearly as much as you could have made had you had a, a proper education. Had we had, had a pro- proper education? Yes, we can go. We, we'll take those two calls if you, you want to go to the phone lines. All righty. And uh, we're, we're going to take your calls. I know. Uh, we also have our station manager here. He's, he's here to... Uh, help with the phone lines this morning, so just call, just call, and uh, the station manager will, will help to say, okay, who do we have on the line? All right. Okay. Yes, uh-huh. All right, go right ahead, caller. This is Leon, Reverend Barnett. This is Leon? Okay, good morning, Leon. Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Fine, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I took a bike ride yesterday and uh, in the Martin Luther King area over by Cedar Crest and et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I was really uh, disappointed in the way that the people, they just, people in wheelchairs and mm-hmm. walking. Uh, this country has just abandoned black people despite all the millions and billions of dollars, 600 billionaires and all that. There are still thousands of people who don't have any housing. There's no jobs. There's no grocery stores. There's no no nothing. Black people. Well, and that was by design. Now, Leon, if you go back some years, there used to be jobs over in South Dallas. But 
the way they put South Dallas in bad shape, they called it a ghetto and all. It didn't used to be. What they did was remove the jobs out of South Dallas into suburbs. There used to be jobs in South Dallas. South Dallas was nice. Some parts of it is still, still nice there, but it's nothing like it once was. They turned it into what they criticized. I was watching the news last night and yesterday, and they said they had some 400 and some cars uh, arresting people over there and some apartments and everything. Well, people are going to survive the way they know how. If you've taken a a people and mistreated them, and mishandle them right. and uh, treat them worse than they treat their dogs far worse. And uh, what do you, what are you going to expect? Okay. They can't get to the suburbs because they don't have a car. They can't have a car because they, they don't have a job to pay for the car. So right. they pulled the rug out from under the leadership of Dallas, pulled the rug out from under South Dallas. And see, you better be glad for the voice of the people. Better be glad right. for KNON. We're not on the station, you're going to hear this. Right. You're on the station, you're going to hear the truth about really what happened. And see, I'm not telling you something I heard. I'm telling you something I know. I live to see. So this is what's happening. You go and you, and you say you were despondent when you went and saw it. But this was not an accident. This is not because people were sorry and lazy and don't want right. to work that, that. No, that's a lie. That's, right. that's a lie. It, their jobs were taken away from them. All righty. I thank you. That clears the line. 972-647-1893 is oh. the number to call. All righty. Reverend Barnett, we yeah. have KJ. KJ, all righty. Good morning, KJ. Good morning. KJ, uh, I tell you, whoever I hear somebody on the line, just speak. Whoever is on the line, hello. Yes, go right ahead. Just speak. You're you're on there. Yes. Um, yes. I, I want to bring um, all what you're talking about education and history and school all that together. Um. Mm-hmm. Could you speak up a little bit? I can barely hear you. Yeah. Uh, I, I do hear echo. Just go right here and talk. We hear you. We hear you. Okay, yes. Anyway, you got a lady last week, uh, Aisha, something, talking about putting stuff in the classes where they can learn about, you know, African-American history, which is a great thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to share our tea, clear race theory gives this kind of mindset to education. You're right about what happened to South Dallas. Mm-hmm. The 1956 Highway Bill put a bridge through State Thomas area mm-hmm. to store that community. Well, now, you, you know, and I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, now, they were warned by a black preacher by the name of Reverend Jackson. And they, they ran this preacher out of town. 
blacks as well as whites, ran him out of town because he told him if they put this highway through here, you're going to destroy North Dallas and you won't know it. And you know what the, who that preacher's name was? His name was Reverend mm. Jackson. He was the mm. father of Maynard Jackson, who used to be the mayor of Atlanta, Georgia. Really? Maynard Jackson was born here in Dallas. Dallas okay. is the Jackson's home. They run him out of town. He told them what they were doing. And, and those people right now, we have to explain North Dallas because anybody that's not, oh, I say almost a, a 40, 35, 40 years old, would not know that used to be a booming black community, North Dallas. Yes. And, and, and they do, look, they planned this thing with Oak Cliff, South Dallas. They're planning this right now. Get us all pushed into the southern so-called suburbs. And uh, <laughs> this is the plan. And they're, and they're and working you're it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. That That is actual plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to add this. Now you have a group of people who want to get rid of I, three, four, five. Which go with Oh, say now, that again. Uh, uh. I, you know, you know the the, 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 the spare I thirty the I thirty five, which what you call it? I thirty five. Yeah, Highway thirty five. Like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the federal. Well, that's, that's part the behind. federal uh, highway. Yes, right, right over Debellum. Mm-hmm. They want to get rid of that now and take it down, and mm-hmm. they're using the past. You know, hey, this is real black community. Yes. Get our sympathy, support it. But guess who's going to benefit? White developers, white real estate. That's right. Businesses. You got it down and, right. That's what's going to do and, it. And, this is why uh, this last city council is very, very important. You got to know what's going on, what, what their plans are. And if you go downtown there and look at the plans for Dallas for the next 25 to 50 years, you see all of that going on. That's what they're planning. But guess who's in their way right now? We are. Black people. Yeah. Yeah, we're in the way. And, and, and the thing is this. Going back to what you said, affordable housing in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, there are houses in Oak Cliff that's going for half a million dollars right now. Mm-hmm. Most most of us don't know that. Oh and yeah. The fact of it is, is this: Cedar Hill, Lancaster, Soto, Douglasville, all gonna be black cities because most of the people who can't afford to live in Dallas anymore are moving to the south. Well, here's what. Yeah, but here's the trap trip to that. They're already black cities. But here's the trick. Yes, true, true. If you get five hundred thousand for your house in Dallas. How much you think that your house will cost you if you were to move into a southern suburb? How much you think that that, that, that how much you think you'd have to pay for a home out there? Hello, huh? About about three hundred, four hundred. Oh man, no, that price would double. <laughs> you you won't be able to buy a house out there. That's the trick to the thing. You. Well, you may get a nice, what you think is a nice piece of money for your house in Oak Cliff, uh, but you won't be able to go anywhere else and buy a house for that price. No, no. That's the trick to the whole thing. Yes. I thank you. 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Who do we have? Uh, 
I, I believe we have KJ on this line. KJ, let, let's, just see. let's, let's see. bring KJ up. Well, hopefully, we got KJ. Are you there? Good morning. How you doing? Fine. <laughs> you, you, this is KJ. Yeah, this is KJ. All right, now we got you. All right, go right ahead. Thank you, Pastor Barnett. Uh -huh. Thank you for uh, the educational <laughs> voting, and I, and I just have a quick question because we are. We continue to try to encourage our young people to vote. But here's some of the feedback I get or some of the questions that I get from some of our young people. And they ask, you know, so they look at the Asian community, they look at the Middle Eastern community, and they don't hold hardly any political offices on the local level, school board level, or even the state level. But they run probably 90% of the economics in our community. What did voting deliver to them that it hadn't delivered to us? And I'll hang up and I'll listen. No, no, don't hang up. Don't hang up, please. Okay. First of all, they did not come here on slave ships. They were not kidnapped and brought here. We were. Secondly, they came here with a plan. They were they they were able to get the, they're able to get loans. We could we, we can't get until this day. We are redlined. Banks, lending institutions will not lend us money to build businesses. And the money that we the thing the unity we once had, we lost. Excuse me. Is there? I'm here. Yeah, I'm hearing something in the background. Uh. uh and the unity we once had in our community, while we were together, we used to own the mom and pop stores that's in our community. We used to own businesses. We used to own restaurants every, all over our community. Uh, whatever it was, the dry cleaners, you name it, we owned it. But when we decided we were going to move out and move away from one another, we... We gave away our businesses, and then they brought about uh, so-called integration. We stopped doing business with one another and started uh, doing business with them. So we, we wanted to integrate so bad. See, integration was one of the worst tricks and one of the worst things that, that, that got us to really walk away from what we had. Excuse me. Are you doing something in the background? I keep hearing noise. Okay. No, no, no. Let me ask this quick question. So, uh -huh. is it more about us organizing as a people? Yeah. Or I can I, I can answer. You. I don't care where else combined. Yes. Okay. We are we are disorganized. We're divided. We need to come back together again, like we once was, when. We, I didn't, we used to didn't hardly have to leave our community for anything. Someone looked like you would sell it to you. Okay? Mm -hmm. So we need to come back together. Yes, you hit the nail right on the head. Tell the, yeah. tell the other uh, young people that. Yeah. Well, I, yes. I appreciate you call, Pastor Barnett. And, and that's what they see, Pastor Barnett. They see, you know, African-Americans. Dallas probably locally second to Atlanta. On Dallas proper hold the most probably political seats by African Americans, and 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 we here we look at and we're just talking about communities like South Dallas and other areas of Oak Cliff, 
you know, and I always say poverty produces crime. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the deal that happened over in South Dallas, and you just wait and see, that's more about real estate than it is about solving crime. Well, let me say this. You know what else produces a lot of crime in our community? Laws. Laws produce crime. Exactly. You don't think that makes sense, do it? Let me tell you something. No. There's never been a law, no, uh, uh, uh. Policy. No, there's never been no war on drugs. Mm Mm-hmm. The war's always been on the black community. Never been all. Drugs, politicians, that's, that, that, that's never been laws against that. There are laws against black people. Get, a rid, get rid of the criminality out of those particular things. You would see three-fourths, if not seven-eighths, of the arrest. People going to the penitentiary and different things like that can't get jobs because they have a criminal record. You would see three-fourths of that gone. You would. I'm just telling you, the laws are against the people, not to stop it. And, uh, it's something. Uh, to, to stop those things from happening in our community, the laws is to make sure this is a way of keeping us in slavery. All right. Thank you. That clears the line. Uh-huh. That clears the line. 972-647-1893. Okay. We have Ike on the line. All righty. Good morning, Ike. Good morning, Real Barnett. How you doing? Fine. How are you this morning? I'm doing great. Uh, uh, I'm like Tony. I hear an echo up. But, uh... I think it was... Uh, I don't hear it now, so it might have been in uh, the phone. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. And, uh, uh, Ram Barnett, the, when you hit the nail right on the head, especially when you start talking about voting, mm-hmm. because uh, I worked the polls, you know, uh, and a, a lot of young people do not come out and vote. And it's not an indictment against young people, but... One of the biggest tricks that has been played on us as being a people is they divided us, not by the dark-skinned versus the bright-skinned person. It's the young versus the old. And the younger people, some of them think it's time for the elderly people to move out and let them take over instead of getting in and working together as a community and not being divided. And like you were saying, they divide us, then uh, look at uh, Oak Hill. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened in South Dallas is happening in Oak Hill. How they took South Dallas and still taking it here, they went over there and closed down a bunch of schools. Mm-hmm. Pearl City, Allison, and uh, Rice, and a lot of those schools over there. Mm-hmm. Community schools, mm-hmm. which are also polling places. Mm-hmm. And People move out of areas where there are no good schools or no schools, period. Mm-hmm. Those kids over there in South Dallas, little old, uh, a fourth and fifth year, uh, grade kids being bussed across, halfway across town uh, to go to school from Barnett. That's just, that's just a terrible idea 
and they use black people to close those schools. Right. And it's true, dude. you don't see the older blacks, you don't see the older blacks on the trust the board of trustees closing schools. It's the young blacks. And they're closing them in the areas of being uh, abandoned by us for being the white corporations, the developers come in and they buy it. And mm-hmm. after they get us all out of there, then they come back and build a nice school. Well, here's what, here's what. Take the administration in Dallas now. This administration in Dallas, public schools now, they, the persons, they do not promote hardly hire. They don't promote them is the black male. The black male is being ostracized and pushed, have been put, being pushed out of public education. No black men. They are applying. They are saying they apply for promotions. But here's the problem. You only have one person that's on the board that will speak up and speak up against the superintendent and let them know and the higher can know that there's a, a, a discriminating against black males. It's happening in the Dallas public schools. That's Miss Joyce Foreman. They, it's something, something, something is wrong when we got three down there, but only one will speak up. Yes, go right ahead. Well, uh-huh. You're absolutely right. Now, we had a black man. I'm going to call his name. He didn't give me his permission, but his name is Leslie Williams. Mm-hmm. And he's a great educator. He's been in education for years. He was my son's principal at mm-hmm. Carter years ago. Mm-hmm. And he have elevated up to a higher level. And he was doing a great job. And uh, he was over the equity department. Mm-hmm. Who do you think voted to get him out of there? Who? Our two black brothers on the board. Is that and, right? Uh, Miss Miss Foreman raised hand about it, but our two black brothers they didn't want him in there. They helped get him moved out of there. Well, so, see, you see, but the, the, you, you see these people, you send people down that don't know the history of a thing, that's not informed. They are. They will go down and make silly, stupid mistakes like that. I don't think they're doing it from the heart. I think they're doing it from a lack of knowledge. That's well, all. I'm going to say this real, Barnett. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to hang up. Uh, our black leaders, we they should be trained and raised up in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But when they go down and run for these offices and they send them to this thing called Leadership ISD, mm-hmm. which is a... Uh, uh, or what the white people are, or the Caucasian, whatever you want to say, they send them to school on how to vote and make decisions. But they're not teaching them how to vote and make decisions that's going to help their community. They're training them to help other communities. Mm-hmm. And just like police shooting people down because they were trained to do it, these uh, young blacks are going down there taking these classes mm-hmm. and they shooting us down at the vote right. department. That's right. been trained to do it, That's right. I, I thank, thank you, Ike. I, 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 I've run past my time, but I thank you. Thank you for that information. All right, right 972-647-1893 is the number to call, and we'll be right back.
Don't you ever go astray Trust in God's word and believe it Cause it'll never pass away We'll see a man in his glory Riding on the clouds of joy Beating us with open arms And peace forevermore I know that everything is gonna be alright He's coming back Like he said he would Okay, and we are back. And I believe we have Dr. Edwards on line three. Hello. Hey, Reverend Barnett, how are you this morning? Fine, fine, Doc, fine. How are things going with you? Oh, Reverend Barnett, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Go right here. I've been a physician for 41 years. Man, that's a lot of years, Doc. That's a lot of years. And no, very, very few people talk about when you and I marched in front of uh, Lewis Flowers. Yes. And say, this is not the best for us. Okay. And so it sure has turned out morning. to be correct. It turned out to be correct. Yeah. So what I'm, when they are dealing with medical issues here in Dallas, I never get a call from any of our guys to say, hey, Doc, what you think about this? You think this is a good deal? They don't ever. So I'm trying to figure out who are the other pioneers and, and, and you know, yeomen who've been out there a long time. I don't raise a lot of sand because that, that doesn't get things changed. Success is what gets things changed. And mm-hmm. I've, I've just noticed how our health system has just continued to decay uh, and we keep putting money in the same mm-hmm. situations that are not producing for for the whole community. You know what? Uh, 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 one thing we should we could imitate. We could imitate the uh, the white upper middle class middle class community. That you'll never see a clinic, or uh, you know some some charity things. In their communities, you you, never you, see it, you you would never see a blue flowers in Preston Hollow. No, you, sir. They're not going to allow them to push uh, uh, the professionals out of a job. See, so many professionals, so many doctors lost their jobs because they put that blue flowers out there, and it made the community sicker because. They cannot go to a private doctor. The, the uh, Dallas County did that. They could have taken that, that money and given vouchers to people. They go find them a doctor in their community who has a, a, a practice there, and that one doctor know them. But if you, they're going every time they go to the hospital 
out over there, they're seeing a different doctor who don't know them that well. You're not going to get the best treatment from a doctor who has to start from square one every time. And you said that. We said that for years. Then that's not well, the way to do it. Well, if it, if it was going to be that good, why is it, isn't it the same thing? Why don't you see the same sort of scenario in the northern part? Because they know that they need somebody they can call, pick up the phone, call mm-hmm. their office, the doc, doctor call them back. That's right. And make good decisions, which is part of health care. Mm-hmm. So, so they, they uh, you said something one time that never forgiven. You said if you want to change a group of people, you change their food, their culture. And That's everything. right. And, and, and we are, I, I just, I'm just getting a little bit frustrated watching, you know, my people, uh, you know, go down the tube. And we're putting stuff for Parkland and all these other. That that's okay. It looks good. It'll get something on your resume, but it's not the most effective ways no. for us to to get change the health of our of our community. Well, so I'm I'm still gonna fight. I'm gonna continue to fight, man, till the last day. Well, see, Doc, uh, it's been phenomenally good for me that you and I are good friends because I've had to call you on emergencies. Uh uh, for not only, not really a lot for me, for my family and everything, and you're available because I know you. Well, a people who don't know a doctor have who have been have not gotten to know a doctor in their community or anything. They didn't. They didn't have that luxury. They didn't have that. Uh, so you're trying to let people know uh, it's best to have a physician that. You can call on in the emergencies and get to know. We, I, I think we lost, I used to know the number, about 30 doctors in Oak Cliff behind who had practices out there that was that lost their practices behind blood flowers. The sad situation. Yeah, well, and nobody hardly ever talked about it. Well, we only got two hospitals. It's, it's unbelievable mm-hmm. that people... Can can you have over a million people on one side of town with two hospitals, and we're steady putting money in those hospitals who's not bringing us any. The results of if you compare the amount that we're putting in and the results that we're getting out, mm-hmm. they're not very good, Reverend Barnett. Mm-hmm. And so I I just I want to thank you and 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 you know for what you do and at least we got one voice that will that will listen to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to change it now, but uh, you said something very c- uh, critical. Criminality. One of the things that they did, if you remember back in 20 years ago, they, they uh, tried to accuse me of doing Medicare and Medicaid. Fraud. Right. I, uh-huh. and I wanted them to take it before the, take it before any judge. You bring your evidence, I bring mine. Okay. Let's, let, the, let the judges. Uh, uh-huh. They wouldn't do it. They bagged down on you. They bagged down on me, wouldn't give me a trial by jury because mm-hmm. things would have changed by now. They know but you were the one, and, and they messed you out of millions of dollars. That, right, and then that's why that's how you develop the community. You make money, you put it back in the community to make the, uh, the you know the community better. But I want to thank you for it. I want you to know that that you're a great man. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. That clears the line nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. Uh, who do we have next, Pierre? Robert. Robert, okay. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Reverend Doctor. Good morning, Robert. You doing all right? How you doing? 
Just great. great. Uh -huh. You know, I've been on Harwood uh, next month. It'll be 44 years. So I've seen South Dallas become what it is today. Uh-huh. There's a conspiracy running in South Dallas. The conspiracy yeah, is to get possession of the land. That's you know, right. That's the, oh, the, the, the dope bus is all about gentrification. Yep. When you look at, see, right now, you know, by being in South Dallas every day, I see the infrastructure being put in. They've they got all new schools. They're redoing the roads. they got fiber optics. They even build a, a, a park. All this is, is the gentrification for the power structure. Because yeah, right. Dallas is so close to that park, downtown. It's the same as that Thomason Hall situation. Uh -huh. It's they the same thing as Thomason Hall. And the reason why I, I bring it up is because we got still people, a lot of people still alive. That remember when that was a thriving uh, 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 community. That was once, once upon a time, the most thriving black community in Dallas. And uh, there are a lot of people that are still alive. But the same thing is coming for, if we don't be careful, South Dallas, Oak Cliff, they're doing the same thing, pushing us away. See, we are on the, the, the banks not financing real estate, so blacks don't own the land. Mm -hmm. See, what they're getting ready to do is push everybody out of South Dallas. And you know where they're getting ready to go? Not to the suburbs. They're getting ready to go to Pleasant to, to Grove. Go where? That's where Pleasant Grove. That's where they're getting ready to settle. <laughs> oh, God. That's where they're going. And that's where they, they're going right now, Pleasant Grove. See, if, if, if we don't see, you got banks, you know, you got Chase Bank, you got Bank of America. Uh -huh. All they do is cash checks and take deposits. Right. They don't lend no money to our community, but they make more money than any of the banks. Because and, of and, and, and believe it or not, I know you know it, but that's against the law because they signed right. a proclamation that they would serve the full, truly serve the community as far as for lending more than just in, for, uh, you know, uh, just other investments in our community. We don't stand up. We don't stand up. If we would stand up against these banks in your community, I mean, they are guilty of not lending money in charge of fees. Well, if you wrote me a check, say on Chase Bank, you wrote me a check for $50. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, I don't have a Chase account. So when I take your check to Chase Bank, they take $10 of the $50 that you gave me. So I end up with $40, and Chase Bank ain't did nothing. Yeah. The deal was between you and I. Uh -huh. Now, you you have the money in the bank. So yeah. why don't they take $10 from me? You know, and, well, and that's what they're doing. In our community, well, they, they are just to rip us off. That's, that's, just, right. that's the only reason why they're not there to lend money and develop a community. They're there to rip us off. That's all. Right. But see, we should be in front of those banks, Chase and, and, and Bank of America. Mm -hmm. We should be in front of the, the Federal Reserve mm -hmm. for, for approving them, for, for treating us the way they do. See, but we don't fight. See, we, we finally. 
Man, you've had white, uh, signs on your fear, your fence for I don't know how many years. <laughs> Talking about Red, these I banks. Them, yeah. I, and I'm fighting them today, Red. Mm-hmm. If my company, Reverend, and, and I'm not bragging, but, but I've been able to survive and make things work. My yeah. company owned 132 acres of land in the city of Dallas. Right. I started with three $100 bills mm-hmm. right here in South Dallas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I fought their system, and, and they have discriminated against me over and over. They redlined my property. But mm-hmm. they have not been able to stop me because I fight. Right. I stand up and fight. Just yeah. like when I put them signs on my bed, I made people take money out of them banks. And it's black folks today. If they would stand up right now, mm-hmm. these banks is the one that's keeping us in the condition they're in. We, they flooded they, they flooded South Dallas with drugs, Red. They flooded with drugs. They flooded it with drugs. And now they're going to come in there and they got a new piece of police. They, they came in that South Dallas. If they wanted to stop drugs in South Dallas, they could have stopped that years ago. But now the infrastructure's in. They don't want it. Ain't no, ain't no drugs. They want, they want to keep them coming. Remember, uh, the government, just common sense tell you, if the government treated drugs and allowed them to come uh, uh, missiles and bombs to come into America the way they let drugs we've been blowing away they can stop whatever they want to stop but they're and not going not to stop but it's destroying black people yeah. and see in black that's what they want to do alright I'm, I'm up against a short break and uh, I thank you for your call and coming I'll be right back after this break appreciate you bro. Right. appreciate you all right, we are back in for hour number two of Church Information and Open Forum. All righty. And we'd like to invite you to be with us tomorrow morning, 9.30. Marion Barnett Sr. on Facebook, uh, Heavenly Joy Church. We're tomorrow morning, 9.30. Everybody's invited to be a part of our service tomorrow morning, 9.30. Marion Barnett Sr. Make sure you put that on there. But right now, we're going back to our phone lines and thank them for being patient with us and everything. Don't worry. I... This happens about every, what, four years, three or four years? <laughs> uh, I bring me a call on. We have Joe. All righty. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Reverend. Yeah, thank you for waiting so long. Thank you. Right, no problem, no problem. I see you stepped up your game. You got Dave working this morning. Yeah, he's, yeah, the, the man had to come in. We got our PA as our new, uh, uh, producer and yeah. everything. We don't be patient with it. It doesn't. It normally it seems like he's working just as fast as the rest of them did. Oh yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. But your coffee pot gonna get real low, and, and there's gonna be a lot of skid marks on the floor. Oh well, you know how to go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right. But, uh, top of the morning here. It's uh-huh. uh, Johnny come lately. Uh, uh, much of what you talk about this morning about how we get tricked out into the so-called southern sector, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of that happens because our votes don't come in as early as they should and when they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we are not informed, not educated. Some of it just pure being lackadaisical. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things, when they get ready to build or do some major infrastructure, mm-hmm. the regular little dimwit I'm talking about not all, but those of them with, 
Mm-hmm. They don't realize is that you can't start screaming and hollering trying to take action when it's right in your face. Mm-hmm. When they get ready to build a building or something, that stuff starts many times years and years in advance. Oh, yeah. They got, oh, yeah. They got to mm-hmm. do environmental impact studies, check and see what's under the ground and how this is going to affect nearby and adjacent uh, buildings and stuff or uh, pieces of property organization. There's a whole lot have to go into play. When mm-hmm. those early on meetings are taking place, a lot of little people say, well, I'm not interested. I don't care. They're going to do what they want to do. Anyway. And all of a sudden, maybe Shingle Mountain is right in your face. Mm-hmm. And you didn't know it. Yeah. And, but it was in the mix. When this Shingle Mountain, when they was talking about that uh, mm-hmm. big uh, hazard, most folks were saying, where is it? I want to drive by and see it. I didn't, I didn't know it was a mountain over there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was yeah. a mountain. No, no, I carried a couple people by there. I said, do you see it? They said, no. I said, hold on. Because it was, it was late and needed. I said, that, it's old. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I said, that's Shingham out. I didn't know. I, da, 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 da. Well, that's too late. It's already there. Yeah, and has infiltrated your community with, you know, bad air and all that other that well, goes along with that. Because that stuff has... What have you... Mm-hmm. It, it's a mess. The other thing, for time's sake, is this Trump situation. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and make a prediction, and uh, let's see if I'm wrong in the future. Mm-hmm. When they get through with this insurrection and this Trump mess, uh, it's going to be worse than the Nixon uh, 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 situation. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be he far, he's done far worse. It's, uh, uh, this with this attorney general that's going on right now, them yeah, investigating got- other departments on that same level. Uh, that's that, he's done worse than Watergate. Then right, Nixon did. See Nixon did. He got caught for for co- trying to cover up something that some of his cronies had one done. No they had no done. Break, no breaking. It, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's gonna be far worse than Nixon. This guy Trump was setting up, uh, he was fast-tracking a dictatorship, mm-hmm. and, Putin, and Putin was uh, coaching him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had hit live and all this old man. Yeah. If you notice when Senator Harris was questioning him during that investigation, mm-hmm. little, now here's the top lawyer for the country. He doesn't know what assume means. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he doesn't know what assertion means. No, he Oh, he totally, his mind just went blank. Well, he knows they're going to get him if he lies right. to Congress. So he was, right. He, he knows he's going to prison. I mean, just a mess. It is totally ridiculous. But when they get through, mm-hmm. it's going to be far worse than the Nixon administration because Nixon had a go-water that could talk straight to it mm-hmm. and say, look, man, you need to go. There's the exit ramp. You need to go. Mm-hmm. And Nick, uh, do you think, yeah, he say you would have right now no more than four votes and one of those wouldn't be mine. And mm-hmm. Nick said, what? And, but he took that exit ramp. But Trump right now is in a position, I close with this, he's in a perfect position right now to, to institute another insurrection because he got 73 million little dimwits out there that ready to drink his pot and Kool-Aid right now. Yeah. And they and, and they they tell him to brew it brew it thick. And uh, believe me. If, if, if I, he was Obama, I, he'd be sending that limerick now because they would say No, nah, he'd be dead. They would kill him. All right. And we, we we're gonna hold him. you uh-huh. we gonna embalm you because you run the risk of causing problems against the institution. The man attacked his own democracy. Yeah. I get off that. 
All right, thank you. The closing line, 972-647-1893. 972-647-1893. All right, who do we have, Pierre? We have Reverend Black Hawk. All right, go right ahead, please. All right. Oh, he's gone. He's gone, sorry. So we have someone else. All right. Yeah. So we have Eddie. All righty. Yeah. Good morning, Eddie. Eddie. Uh, good morning, great Reverend. How are you this morning, Eddie? All is well, and it's getting better, Reverend. Great, great, great. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, your program, uh, The Voice of the People, God oh, himself, you. you know, said, uh, Behold, the people is one, and uh, uh, they all have one language. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, nothing will be restrained from them to do. Mm-hmm. That which they have imagined to do. Mm-hmm. Well, we accept names, Negro, Mulatto, African-American, etc. Mm-hmm. We should be known by nothing more than sons and daughters of God. Mm-hmm. And accepting all these titles. Well, and- God's chosen people. This is who we are. Hello? Yes. Yes. You see, you see, go back and look at the bloodline, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. You'll find we're God's chosen people. We came. We came, we came out of Egypt, but we were there in Eden. Where was the Garden of Eden? Yes, we were there. Garden, the Garden of Eden is in Africa. Africa was the Garden of Eden. That's yeah. it. The, uh, we tried to make it... Um, a place, a little place somewhere off. There was a little spot somewhere on earth, so they saying they somewhere. No. The, the entire continent is so rich, it's so great, so beautiful. It tells you the rivers that lines it, that it goes, and which way the directions. The river that comes to forehead, you know, the head of kale, the, 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 the river that turns there, the blue Nile. The, the white Nile, and we talk about all those rivers that run there. That's Africa. And same name today. Uh, the first country ever named on earth that we get in the Bible is Ethiopia. See, we have to understand Eden and Africa is the same place. That's how. Well, we get our imaginations together and we will overcome and we are overcoming. Yeah. Thank you, great rep. Thank you. All right. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. All righty. Who, who do we have? It would, it would be time to have uh, your guest uh, today, Malcolm Robinson. All right, Michael Robin, Ma- Malcolm Robinson. <laughs> good morning. Yes. Good morning, barrister. Well, good morning. How are you doing? I see... Uh you have having a major transition going on there. Yes, I have. Yeah, yes, I have. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's good. it seems like it's a good transition. I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that Jason, uh, I guess he left for higher ground or something. Like yeah, Jason is. The, the floods have come, and Jason had to seek higher ground. <laughs> <laughs> but Jason, Jason did a lot of good work, and I'm sure his successors will do a lot of good work as well. Oh, yeah. They always do. They they work out. They work out. They work out. They work out. But I have a lot of questions been posed to me about 
certain things in law. When we're talking about law, we're talking about situations where there are disputes, and you you deal with basically what uh, you you're a family lawyer, right? No, no, I'm uh, actually I'm not. I uh, work primarily uh, uh, real estate probate, okay. uh, commercial transactions, and uh, business uh, law. Those are Pro- primary areas, and uh-huh. we do some school. We do some you, school. They do as appear well. in. Uh, Families a lot, though, right? Because of the probate aspect of my practice, mm-hmm. uh, you get involved with a lot of family uh, interaction. That's correct. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But I don't do family law. I don't do uh, divorces. I don't do custody uh, disputes or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't even thinking that way. But I, I was just wondering uh, what we got going now. Uh Land in Dallas and other cities, there are a lot of people uh, are giving up their property. They're being offered property. If you live south of the Trinity, there's hardly a day past that you're not getting cards and letters in your house. Oh, no question. Uh, saying, I like your property. I'd like to buy your property. Oh, yeah. And some people are selling it because they think they're getting a good deal, but once they sell, they go and find out, hey, I can't buy another house for this. Uh, what what remedy, what, what what is it we can stop our people from doing this? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, Reverend Barnett, uh, a couple of things. Uh, you, when you mentioned about the law, I heard you mention it earlier about law, rules, regulations, mm-hmm. how they directly affect us. And it does. I also heard you mention about law, rule, regulations, mm-hmm. how it's uh, uh, created the war on African Americans through the use of the law. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like what you're saying is, land is the most valuable asset. That's right. That, that exists. That's wealth. Uh, you, yes, land is wealth. Wealth is always built on land. So mm-hmm. my, my position is, when you talk about reparations and things like that, mm-hmm. you're talking about reparations that should start with reparations of land. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying in in regards to ownership of property south of the Trinity is very valuable. Mm-hmm. They call you all the time. They put cards in the mail. They come out and they sit in front of your house. That's right. And they That's pretty right. much That's harass right. you about trying to purchase your property. Mm-hmm. And and then, yes, some people, they decide, well, they think it's a significant amount of money mm-hmm. to uh, to sell their property, uh, presuming that they have actual ownership of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when they try to, uh, once they sell and they try to buy it, they can't buy because of hmm. the, the price out of the market. And they didn't realize right. that at the time that they, that they sold the property, mm-hmm. but they were in a catch twenty-two because to continue to own their property, they had to pay property taxes, and the property taxes mm-hmm. were continuing to increase, where it became difficult for them to afford to pay property taxes every year. Mm-hmm. And so, 
you get priced out of your property based upon the increase in property tax taxes, which is a, a connected to the value of your property, and then you get priced out of ownership of land because if you sell your property because you're unable to pay the property taxes, not to mention all the other maintenance and codes mm -hmm. that you're required to 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 comply with. Uh, then whatever cash you get after you pay off whatever mortgage you have, assuming that you have one, mm -hmm. you left without having any ownership, title, or interest in property. So you you end up losing totally. And you have no place to lay your head. No place to lay your head. And that's how wealth is extracted. That's one of the main mm -hmm. ways wealth is extracted from the African-American community. Yeah. Through gentrification. Now, yeah, just take right. take that out, Calatrava Bridge there, going into West Dallas. Uh, you know, that's the skyrocketing taxes that's going down, what is that, Singleton and uh, uh, Hampton, it'll soon get to Hampton Road and all over there. That's raising the value of those homes which will raise the taxes on the homes of people living there. And, and many of them are seniors and that on a fixed income that won't be, that's not able to pay those taxes. That's correct. We, uh, what, what is it? What, what, what do you think can be done? Can, you know, I have so many things on my mind. I want to ask you this one is unreal because I even wanted to ask you about, should black America sue the American government for miseducating us? For miseducation? Miseducation. Well, let's put it like this. The African-American community, black America, uh, can have grounds to sue the United States of America for a lot of basis of claims. By the time you get to the miseducation, it's not top on the list. What would you think would be ahead of that? The, what's top on the list is the outright uh, stealing of legal rights and assets from the African American community that was duly acquired as a result of the African-American community's contribution, uh, forced contribution as a result of slavery. Mm -hmm. See, slavery was an institution that was based on racism. Mm -hmm. And the racism is that they felt that certain people had a God-given right to control other people. Mm -hmm. And so, but the real root of slavery was economics. It was all about economics. Mm -hmm. And the, when the United States of America was uh, developed, if you study in history, mm -hmm. they needed labor mm -hmm. in order to cultivate and uh, regarding products of crops. Yep. And they needed free labor. Mm -hmm. And that's what uh, was the cause of slavery. 
And so the best way to get free labor was to import slaves. And they say, well, the best people to to have as slaves were Africans. Well, and so they, they, they invested in the cost to move the labor from Africa to the United States for purposes of setting up free labor to produce crops, resources, and materials, uh-huh. which was served as the basis of economic development in the United States of America. <clears throat> now, that's the real story. Now, now that's, that, I, I consider that as a, a different lawsuit. Okay. I consider yeah. that as a suit that got us, yeah, that, that got us into slavery. But when I say education, this was a suit that would kept us from getting uh, what we deserve once we were freed. You understand what I'm saying? I understand. One, one they did not educate us to get us out of freedom until this day we're still not educated to get us out of freedom, to get our freedom true freedom out of it, out of the legal things that were removed by certain amendments and different things, the right to vote, the civil right, different things like that. But we still don't know how to get our freedom because of the mis, the miseducation that we are given in public schools that we were paying taxes to well, did not free us. Well, Reverend Barnett, the reason why I said what I said was Mm-hmm. The ma- one of the major cornerstones of slavery was to keep the <clears throat> slaves from receiving education. Mm-hmm. Okay, you had you could not allow the population of slaves to be educated. That's why slavery, the, one of the major laws uh, uh, regarding slavery was do not provide education or allow the slaves to receive. Education. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, uh, could you hold one second? Uh, I've gone past my way, past my okay. break. And uh, we'll be right back. And y'all can reach us at 972 647 1893. You can ask the lawyers some questions y'all had to offer, had to ask him. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. All right, you're there, uh, Malcolm. You there? Yes, I am. Okay, good. Uh, but see, yeah, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. I see what you're saying. The the whole institution reparations should uh, work for that, but at the same time, uh, we need to. Uh, once we've gotten what we thought was freedom. We were not educated in the right direction. We were grossly miseducated to to gain real freedom in America. We we my uh, my whole thesis on this is that we don't know how, and if we get a few that do know how, the rest will kill them off because they don't they they're not aware of. The, what the those who know what real education is, 
they'll, they, they'll, they'll be fought by those who are grossly miseducated. Yes, well, and, and, and that's true. But, uh, you know, again, you know, you, you, when you, you really get dig deep into this whole slavery law uh, issue, in other words, let me say this real quick, Brent Barnett. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I've been in the legal profession for 46 years. Ooh, That's a long time. That sure is. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. when I went into the legal profession, that was in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And in the 70s, even though we had black lawyers prior to that, we had a major migration of black lawyers uh, access to legal education as a result of the civil rights movement. You had a greater increase in African-Americans in law schools mm-hmm. and learning the law. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we, we did was study deeper to the law because the basic principle of the law in the United States was the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So when you study that going in, you, had, you studied that the history of the law in the United States was based on England. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the principles and concepts that exist in the law in the United States had a basis in English law. And so then you look at the situation, well, the law was integrated within the uh, Constitution. Now, it's very important mm-hmm. that people pay attention to this critical race theory. The question is, why are certain people so afraid of that? Critical race theory is education. Education mm-hmm. of not only African Americans, but of the public. Mm-hmm. It's a theory, and it's, it has a factual historical basis. Mm-hmm. But why would these legislatures throughout the United States, in the state, focus on passing laws to prohibit people from receiving education, mm-hmm. critical race theory. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the same principle of slavery, denying the masses access to factual historical information that has a direct impact on their existence. Mm-hmm. Okay? Think about that. You yeah. have legislatures convening <clears throat> supposed to be taking care of their states and local areas, and there's a lot to do. They down there passing a law to prevent critical race theory from being presented in the schools, in the media, anywhere. Why are they so afraid of that? Well, the reason is because it, it centers on the history and the factual basis of racism. And that's incorporated in the law. If you read the Constitution, you can't help but to see it. Right. In Article 1. That's mm-hmm. Article 1 of the Constitution is the foundation on which you are given the right under the Constitution to vote. Mm-hmm. It's in Article 1. But it says in Article 1 that the right to vote was for white people, not for African Americans. Yeah. African Americans was only used to determine the right of white people to vote, and that's why you got the three fifths compromise. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's I, I, it I, came I, come in because 
uh, had it been one man, one vote, and uh, full citizenship, there were a lot of places, especially in the South, that blacks would have been able to outvote their white counterparts. Black people would have controlled the South because yeah. at the time of the Civil War, mm-hmm. there, was a par- there was a 9 million uh, uh, citizens in the South, mm-hmm. and 4 million of the 9 were black, and they were slaves. All right. That is, that is correct. Did uh, any of those, all those callers call, they didn't want to talk on there? Not yet. But maybe uh, you can say the, the phone number and people we call. Yeah, but we had a whole <laughs> bunch of them to call you hung up on. <laughs> All right, 972-647-1893 is the number to call. Yeah. Nine, 972-647-1893, yes. Uh, just let them on the air. Okay. Uh, just let them on air as they call in. All right. And uh, But when we see that... All of the things that have happened, uh, really, we've been hurt just as bad at the turn of the century as it was immediately after the end of slavery in 1865. Would you not say uh, we were hurt just as bad? Oh yeah, right around the turn. Well, the turn of the of the 20th century, which was in eight, around 1890s, going into the 1900s is when we, we were hurt, and that's where they came up with the mm-hmm. separate but e- equal. Yep. Uh, Plessy versus Ferguson and yes. yeah, Dred Scott, and all of these particular uh, rulings of the United States Supreme Court. See, uh, a lot of these things that the government might be talking about, they're going to sue or stop what's going on, uh, the government did. They, they cause us our, mis- our misery. There's so much misery today and still is practicing. And But if you have not been educated to know that they're not supposed to be doing, knowing that they, they should be paying us for the way we've been treated and being treated now, uh, redlining with banks who signed something that said they didn't. we got a line full of calls now. Uh, we're people trying to reach you uh y'all please bear with me uh, with uh you yes okay we got people on the line yes all right uh so we have uh lewis lewis already bring him up all right good morning lewis good morning Reverend yes sir you on yeah I, yes sir i got i got a question some i ain't never heard before i've heard it exists but i've never heard of it before, and that's debt forgiveness. Debt forgiveness? Yeah. I, n- I never heard of that. Uh, well, I, I think... I already that on me. Attorney Robinson, are you there? You cut him off? Yeah. Uh, he can call us back. Uh, we have another call. Uh, we have a Patricia. No, but now, see, he's my special but, guest. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can ask him to, to call us back. Please call us back, yes. Attorney Robinson, if you can get. Yes, all right. Yeah, he come back, Rev. If you could hit on that, because I ain't never heard of no, it. No, uh, he'll have to. He'll have to answer that for you. I'm trying. We're trying to get him back on. He'll have to answer that for you. If he can okay. get in, if he get in, get in. A lot of people yeah, are calling. The lines are jammed. 
Okay. Somebody back in 2019, somebody forgave my debt, and they considered that income. They forgave your debt in 2019. Yeah, well, that's when they just, yeah. And they said, uh, IRS said that's considered income. All right. Well, we're trying to get to it now. Attorney Robinson back yet? Not yet. We have some other calls, other listeners, but we don't we don't have him yet. So if he is listening to us, yeah, all the lines are full, so he can't get in. Uh, uh, okay, I tell you what, uh, caller. As soon as we get our attorney Robinson back on, uh, he probably hear you. I'll ask him to answer your 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 uh, answer your question. Okay. I'm real. All right, all right, all right. Bring me another caller. So we have a uh, Lewis. Lewis, all righty. Good morning, Lewis. Good morning, Starbucks. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Lewis. Okay, we have Patricia. Patricia. Good morning, Patricia. Do you have the uh, next? Where is Patricia? She's not there. I think we have a little problem with the phone. Uh, just yeah, who, yeah. who's with us right now? Nobody. I don't. Hello. Oh, go yeah. right here. Who? Who okay. Quick comment. Quick comment. I'm, uh, and I know we, we we with the attorney this morning, but I want to make um bring everybody attention about the briefcase that um they they not they there's going to be a trick because they're calling it um. Hunter Biden is called nigger a couple of times. Huh? And that's going to cause a whole bunch of confusion. Who? They bring that up. Hunter Biden, about that briefcase. Yeah. And uh, the Washington Post reported it, and they said the Democrats have not reported it, but it's going to cause confusion, and they're holding it back to the right opportunity. That's one point. Number two, I listened to Freddie Price. I drive 18 wheelers. Freddie Price, I listened to it in uh, Shreveport late at night. He talks about how much the blacks was not educated. We don't know our black history. How the um, Africans slowed us blacks into slavery. And it's a main point of how we don't. We need to educate ourselves to know where we come from. It talks about the little, um, the, the little man holding the, he was a jockey holding the, the, the uh, stick. But they don't know we was the first jockeys, the blacks. We talked about golf. Yeah. Uh, on the golf, the putt was by Dennis, who was black. There's a lot of black history that they don't tell us. And we need to educate ourselves to what's going on, to know our history. Because we, we've been well, so wrong. You have to and, get the right people to teach it because that about our blacks selling us in slavery, here's what the difference is. That was no such thing as perpetual bondage. No such thing. Yeah. We outnumber our own people. We outnumber them. Okay. But the sad part about it, that's where it comes down to knowing education. Education yeah. is so yeah. vital. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and, and, yeah. and thank you, but we have uh, uh, Attorney Robinson. I think we got him back okay. on, but I thank you for your call. All right, we bring on our Attorney uh, Malcolm Robinson. Attorney, are uh, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, go right here. All right, bring me another caller on. Hey, somebody See, called and asked a question. We have a Patricia. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. This guy uh, said something about it was some uh, about his uh, 
Ah, in 1619, he's, I mean, in, I guess, uh, 1919. Uh, it was uh, about, oh, God. I'm trying, I, did you did you did you hear that question? I forgot. It was some about something would be about the profit. It would be profit uh, that he got from his deal. Hello, hello. You, you you cut him off again. Uh, hello, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Okay, we we have a little break, and uh, Malcolm will be back. All right. Okay, we'll be right back. Uh, thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're back. Uh, bring uh, Attorney Robinson on. All right, Hello. Attorney Robinson, you're there. Yes, I'm on a landline, so I, I y'all keep cutting me off. I know. I'm not on the cell phone, so I'm not dropping the call. It's the landline, so okay. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, bring me a call on Pierre. So we have uh, Patricia. All right, Patricia. Yes. Go right ahead. Uh, you're on with uh, Attorney Robinson. Well, I really had a question for you or whoever can answer this question. I would like to know of black-owned banks so that I can invest my money into that's here in Dallas, the Dallas-Fort Worth area. A black-owned bank in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? Uh, Trina Robinson, yes. do you know one? Black-owned bank. Malcolm Robinson. Hello. Hello. Yes. yes. Uh, is it Red Barnett? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. You had cut me off again. All right, go uh, ahead. Okay, uh, is, is Patricia on there? Whenever you go to her, you cut me off. So I don't know. Uh, we have a new producer. Uh, yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, uh, well, uh, let, so, let me... Let me let me deal with the other question. The guy had asked a question regarding yeah, uh, about that that, that that question about he it was a profit for him or whatever. Please go ahead and answer that question. Yeah, well, I thought my understanding. I heard the end of it was that he had a he was had a debt that he owed money, and whoever he owed the money to uh, forgave him of the debt, and the IRS told him that that was the income to him. That's was my understanding uh -huh. of what his issue is. And I guess his question was whether or not that's the case. And if that was the question, yes, that is the case. Forbearance of a debt is income according to the Internal Revenue Code. Mm -hmm. So if you owe the bank $50,000 and all of a sudden they decide, well, they're going to forgive you of that debt, then that $50,000. Going to pay taxes on that? Yes. Wow. Yes. Now that, I'm glad you called that one back uh, because yes. uh, I didn't know that. I didn't have any idea. If the bank see that you got your debt forgiven, you got to pay taxes on the amount. If you, owe, if you owe money 
to a, a bank, financial institution, or even a credit card, on a credit card. You yeah. owe money. Let's say you owe $50,000 <coughs> for uh, on your property or uh, because you use your credit card. Mm-hmm. And if the financial institution all of a sudden decide for whatever reason that you don't have to pay that debt back, that's what? called forbearance of a debt. And that is, according to the our, our, uh, Internal Revenue Code, mm. that is income from you during the year in which they uh, forgave the debt. And they send you, if it's a financial institution, mm. they'll send you a 1099-C. Because they mm-hmm. report that to the IRS, that they forgave you the debt. Oh, and that, that becomes income to you during the year that they forgave you the debt. That's oh. correct. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you. Because I'm sure there are others out there that oh, might yeah. not have known the answer to that one. Uh, they may uh, not know that, know that they're exposed to it. Oh, uh, okay. That's, okay. That's, that's, that's the law as I understand it. All right. All righty. Uh-huh. Thank you. All righty. Uh, okay. There was another question. She was talking about a bank or something. Yes. Uh I think she got cut off. I think she got cut off. Okay. She got cut off. All All right. right, Bring me up another caller. All right. Uh, So I think that Patricia is back. uh, Yes, let me talk to... Trina Robinson, are you there? You keep cutting him off. Okay, I'm still here. Okay, now, all right. Now, who's there? Patricia? You said Patricia? I'm still here, so. Okay. So we have another call. I don't know if it's Patricia or someone else, uh, but we will figure out right right. now. Lewis, Lewis, this is Lewis. Lewis? Okay, Ram Barnett. Yes, Lewis, all right. I'm the the one that uh, asked that question about the debt forgiveness. Yeah, he uh, he answered that one. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for your call. but I didn't. I didn't get no notice that they released my debt, though. Should they have to give me the notice? General Robinson, can you hear? Oh boy! You get the notice, can, uh, Rep. Barnett. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh, I can okay. hear you now. You get the notice when they send you a 1099C. Was this a bank that that uh, forgave you the debt? Hello. Yeah, well, I guess he got cut off again. I presume it was a bank. Yeah. Uh, but it don't have to be a bank. I mean, he could be, if I owe you money, or you owe me money, and you decided that you was going to forgive me of that debt, then even though you're not a bank, that forbearance of that debt becomes income to me. Okay. All right. All right. Next. That clears the line, 972-647-1893. All righty, who do we have? Patricia is back. All right, Patricia, are you there? Yes, I am. All right. uh, Attorney Robinson, are you there? Hello. Yes, is Patricia still there? Patricia? Yes, I'm still here. Attorney Robinson? 
Hello. Okay. Uh, Just have her ask a question. I, I can hear her. Yeah, you can hear her. Okay. Uh, Patricia, uh, would you uh, pose your... Uh, you're there, right? Yes, I am. Uh, pose your question. Here, here, listen. Uh, Where are any black-owned banks in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? Did you hear Attorney, uh, put uh, Attorney Robinson on? He lost him. He lost him? <laughs> oh, mm. Just ask, just, you can just ask him the question. I don't have to stay on the line. Just okay, all right. Here, I'll, uh, if we can get him back on, he'll answer the question. Okay, he's back. All right. Okay. All right. Would you answer, uh, would you answer uh, that question? Did you hear I didn't hear the question. I've got she said, uh, in the Dallas Fort Worth, uh, is there a black-owned bank? Uh, no. No. The answer is no, Patricia. All right. All right, who do we have next? No. No. All right, who do we have next? Uh, can't, we can't have... You got a lot of dead air. Uh... Who, uh, Attorney Robinson, when the last time we've had a black-owned bank in Dallas? That was, uh, uh, you know, I think Congressman Johnson had responded to that because she was involved with that. Mm-hmm. That was the, uh, I forgot the name of that bank. Sunbelt. Say that again. Sunbelt. Sunbelt, yes. Yeah. That was the black, that's the only That's the last one I, I remember. Yeah, that's the only one I remember in the Dallas area. Yeah, okay. We haven't had one since. All right. All right, okay, well, who's, what, uh, is somebody on the line? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, go right ahead. This Brother James at the Adventist Temple Church of God in Christ. We have free food this morning, $26, $27 Street. All right, free food. All right, yes, uh, 27 $26, that's right off of Bath Street. They got free food. Twenty-six, twenty-seven. Twenty-six, twenty-seven. All right. Yes, Thank you. Thank That's you. That's a wonderful thing you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Have a Thank good day. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Malcolm Robinson. Uh, all right. Attorney Robinson is there. Who yeah, I'm here. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Who's on the line? <laughs> Who's on the other, other lines? You can only... Hello. Yes. Hello. This is Councilwoman Arnold. All right. Okay. Sure thing. Okay. We uh, put a... Councilwoman, uh, how are you doing this morning? Oh, fine. Good morning. Just quickly, I would like for... I'm not in position where I take the notes, but but Mr. Robinson, I would like you to contact uh, 214... Six seven zero zero seven eight zero because we need to work together on uh, particular uh, projects in the bottoms and 10th Street on this whole notion of being harassed by these land uh, predators. Uh, I think it's so important, especially since they're in the midst of possibly being displaced and gentrified. And so I want to uh, make sure people realize that it's a very serious problem. And we will definitely would like to, to partner with you as we educate our community uh, and try to protect them from this land grab. 
Okay, uh, Attorney Robinson. Uh, can you put him on right now? Uh, let's see. Did you? All right. Oh my God. Let's see. Um, I'm here. I'm here now. Did you? Did you? Did you hear uh, that call? Uh, yes, uh, Councilman Arnold. Yes, uh huh. I heard that. You heard it. Well, uh, do you, what what do you think about that? Well, I, I, she she was talking about some issues regarding uh, people harassing people about their property and trying to get their property, mm-hmm. and so uh, she just she uh, I think she left a number that she liked for me to call. I'm not sure exactly what. She yeah, did. she did leave a number. Uh, I think it was a two one four six seven zero. I didn't I didn't get the last four digits. Okay. But, uh, I, t- I, I tell you what. Uh, but every time you try to bring a call on, that's when you cut me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to bring you back on. Uh, possibly uh, week after next. Bring, I, I'm going to bring you back on. Cause this, yeah, this one is. When you train, I guess my show is not a good show to to. Start, you know, train with because <laughs> yeah. ca- calls come so fast. Oh, yeah, uh, got a bunch of people out there. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't realize how, how wide your audience is, but you got you have a you have a, a lot of, I mean, your oh, audience yeah. is large, yes, yeah, very large. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, see, here's one thing uh, that I do like about it is that. Once these people are trained, they leave here. They leave for, they need to go to some big companies and everything. Oh yeah, I'm it's, sure. It's a good training ground uh, for young people. Good oh tra- yeah, I'm good sure. Tra- good training ground. Good training ground. Uh, sure. Do we have another call over there? Uh, well, well, let let uh, Red Barnett, Let me leave, let me give my oh, number out. Give, yeah, give your number out because people are be fussing at me. Y'all didn't give that number out. Okay, they yeah, want to call. Especially, especially this week. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my number, you can reach me at 214-941-0717, extension 303. That's 214-941-0717, extension 303. That's the law firm of Robinson and Hoskins. And okay. when you call, uh, you leave a message in my voicemail in case I'm on the line or, or in court or something. Mm-hmm. And make sure you leave a complete number. Uh, also, uh, it's helpful if you leave a time frame in which I can call you back because I try to return calls within 24 hours. Okay. Uh, That's wonderful. So, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Okay, the then. The voicemail is clear. <laughs> All right. I've got about four minutes left on the air. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All righty. Who do we have online? We, we, we have somebody else? <laughs> 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 this is not someone for sure, right? <laughs> we okay. got a beep on. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Robinson is back. I'm here. You hear? Yeah, uh, I think I'm on the line. Okay. Because of uh, 
uh, the questions there, is some people got a lot of questions. They have a oh, lot yeah. of questions. Because uh, a lot of times, people, they want the, uh, they want the, uh, information, personal information. I, I don't, that's why I don't try to hog the questions on there because there are people who have specific questions they want answered uh, yeah. on the line. And uh, I'm not a lawyer, so uh, I can't answer those. Uh, well, those, who, those who call uh, me and I leave a number or, or that I talk to, I try to uh, the best, I try to answer their questions. Yes, and hopefully they'll they'll call back two weeks from today. Two weeks from okay. today. Next week is uh, Juneteenth on, right. on uh, next Saturday. We right. in Juneteenth. Yeah, we don't want to do it that day uh, because uh, right. that was the only day night of the year as a child that I was allowed to stay up all night long. Oh, was June eighteenth. Oh, I was allowed to stay up all night long. Oh, okay. Because guess what? People would used to be doing all night. They'd be barbecuing, right? Getting things ready for the big day next day, and I could stay up. And all over town, you could smell smoke, barbecue. All the town smelled good, so good. Oh yeah. And that's yeah. the only time I could drink all the soda pop that I wanted. <laughs> you used to get them big number. Number what, number two tubs. Uh, yeah, you, you know what they are. You out of Chicago, you may not know what that is. What, what, uh, uh, well, that we, big we, old round we, tub. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, no, no, okay. I didn't know what that was. All right, and put uh, <laughs> ice and soda popping. No, we got we got a call. Coming? No, we don't have a call. Okay. Wrap <laughs> <laughs> it up. Okay, then. Yep, that was the night, and. Uh, yeah. I could drink all the red soda pop I wanted. But we got to get out and got to run. Two weeks from today, I want to get on trying to. We'll get it straight. We'll get it straight. Yeah, that, that'll be on the 26th of June. Yeah, all right. Okay. All right. We'd like to well, thank all, all right, of you for. Uh-huh, thank you. Thank all of you listening, all of you calling. All right, y'all. Give Pierre. A big applause. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> thank you, and sorry for the people that, you know, we had a couple issues with the phone today, but it should be fixed next weekend, okay? All right. <laughs> so I'm sorry for what happened. Okay, then. <laughs> All righty. So All right. y'all have a good weekend, and see you in church in the morning, 9.30, Marianne Barnett Senior, Facebook. Y'all listen to us tomorrow morning. Gotta go. Have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Thank you.